Recording in progress. Um, so our agenda tonight is we're going to quickly review the stuff we did last time in Rashi, and we're going to get as far as we can in Rashi on the sugi. We're going to get to a new sugi. That's the um, uh, sugi that we haven't actually discussed so far, and we'll go through that with Rashi in depth. Um, I'm optimistic that we will um, finish the Rashis on the entire sugi that we've done so far uh, in this and the next session, and then we'll move on to uh, to placing things in broader context again. Okay, so some points about the um, about the Rashis we did next time. Let me sh uh, share my screen. Um, so the things we did last time one. First of all, we pointed out that Rashi makes distinctions between a um, between a kablan and a and a poel in the Mishnah. Uh, let me get this up the right way. Here we are. All right, so Rashi says, for, Rashi says in the beginning of the third section of the Mishnah, HaSocher Se'umanin, LaSos Melacha B'Kablanut B'Kach B'Kach. Right, so whereas he said nothing about that um, earlier earlier in the Mishnah, and that suggests that he thinks that the first, the first two lines of the Mishnah, at least, and the third are dealing with different cases. One is dealing with Polim, and one is dealing with Kablanut. Uh, okay, second thing we talked about uh, in Rashi is that when he explains the case of Chazru, uh, he explains it in such a way that makes it clearly consistent with the position of Shamin Lam Masha Atid Lasot, as opposed, uh, which we saw in the Machlokas Rabidosa and the Tanakama in a Brisa on Daf Ayin that we'll get to later today. Uh, so Rashi very explicitly lines the Mishnah up with one side of a Brita that we'll see later in the Sugya. Uh, then moving on to the Gemara, uh, we pointed out that there's right there's some peculiarity with the first Hechidami introducing the first Okimta, which is the Right, this unit is the unit that introduces the idea of the middleman, um, and that there's no Rashi on that line. And maybe it could, it's imaginable that you could come up with a reading of the Mishnah that has the poem being matezeze, but doesn't introduce the introduce the category of a um, of the middleman. Right, we haven't seen such a reading, but um, but I'm going to argue that perhaps such a reading exists in the tradition. And then we have to figure out whether there are aspects of the earlier Okimtas that might be consistent with that. And maybe this line in the Gemara is added in um, later. Okay, um, Rashi, other places where Rashi disambiguates. Uh, so here, Rashi says, right? So in his, in his explanation of the Gemara, right, he makes clear that the Okimta of the first line of the Mishnah is people who are paid by the day, uh, paid per time as opposed to um, his description of Kablanut later on, right? So that he's consistent all the way through. That at least the first line is dealing with people who are paid for time. The third section of the Mishnah is dealing with people who are paid in some other way than for time. And I'm assuming that the second part of the Mishnah is also dealing with uh, polim as opposed to Kablanim, but we haven't seen that demonstrated in Rashi. Um, okay, Rashi said... Um, over here in the um, in the first Okimta, he says if the owner says three, and the middleman goes and says four, and they the workers only find out about the deception villa Arab in the evening, so that raises the question: What would Rashi think is the outcome if the workers find out earlier? Um, right? Are do the, do the relationships between or the obligations of the employer and agent shift if the workers find out in mid work as opposed to um, at the end of the work? Um, Okay, uh, right then, um, the two other points, two other points we made in Rashi. Uh, one is um, in, the, in the Okimta, where, um, where the person says, I would have worked for myself. And so I, when I read the Gemara, I said, uh, 
Alad Gure. If you hadn't told me four, it would have been undignified for me to uh, hire myself out. So I tried to argue that that deals with an inherent uh, indignity of working and just that sometimes that people are all of working for somebody else, of subordinating your will to somebody else's. But the... Um, but and and that but you're just as all employees give up their dignity for the regular wage, so somebody who generally works for themselves is willing to give up uh, their to give up their dignity for an additional wage. It just costs more. Rashi, however, uh, seems to think about it um, differently. Rashi seems to suggest I thought that it's that the indignity is being hired at the same rate, right? Right? It's somebody. It's somebody who doesn't hire himself out, except if he gets paid more than an ordinary worker. And it's not that he's being paid for his dignity; it's that reducing him to the level of ordinary worker is what's the cause of his dignity. Uh, honestly, I still prefer my pshat, but I have to admit that Rashi uh, seems to say otherwise. And obviously, I would need to find other people to agree with me, or else um, counter read Rashi. Um, and the last thing, of course, that um, we pointed out in the last Okimta in this section, when we still think that it's talking about the workers tricking each other, as opposed to the employer and the and, um, and the employees tricking each other, Rashi says, "Altimna tovi belav pasuk and we talked about in the earlier shurim all the many ways in which one could, uh, mostly unconvincing ways in which one could explain why Rashi feels compelled to say that. Okay, um, are there any questions on um, on past material? Um, let's see, do I know how to, here. Um, okay, now I will try to check the, the chat on occasion also if you want to write things or you can just unmute yourselves and, uh, and tell me. Um, okay. So we're gonna, now we're going to start a, a sugya that uh, we did not do in our, over, in our overarching structure of the sugya, and so we should explain what it's doing here, right? Remember, overall structure is we have this opening line of the Mishnah, HaSocher et ha'umanin v'yit We have a series of okimtas. The first four of the okimtas assume that the that zeh means the the um, the poem are tricking each other, which we resolve by, by introducing the middleman. Whereas the fifth one um, assumes that hituzetzeh means chazruzetzeh, that they reneged as opposed to they tricked. This sugya here appears in between that, right? So it's the last sugya at the stage where the Gemara still assumes that hituzetzeh means they tricked each other as opposed to they went back on the deal. And the Gemara begins the line with pshita. So um, if we're looking at the sugya, right? So the sugya, the structure of the sugya is pshita, and pshita will move to, uh, to Ella. Right, the structure of the sugi is there's one thing that's obvious and something else which is not obvious. Uh, so you always have to ask in a sugi like this, why bother saying the obvious thing? Why not just say, why not just say Ibailu and get to the um, right and get to the second part? So that's an interesting question. Um, and we're also right in the structure of the sugi we have to ask, this pshita is does it right, this pshita and Ella, are they true according to each of the four previous Okimtad? Or are they true only according to the last one? Or in a more complicated way, are they true only according to some of them, but not uh, but not according to others, right? Because again, it's just inserted in the in the Gemara after those four Okimto. It's not a continuation, uh, at least not obviously a continuation of the four, right, of the fourth Okimta. Um, and we'll see here that right that it takes a long time for Rashi to explain it, which is always uh, you know a tr- trigger, right? This one line, of, this one line of the Gemara here takes Rashi one, two, three, four, five lines 
uh, to explain, so we'll have to try and figure out um, what uh, right, what complicates the sugya so much uh, so much there for Rashi. Um, okay, so let's look at this. Let's look at how the question is asked um, directly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. There we go. Um, okay, so Gemara says Pshita. This is apparently obvious. Right, so we're still in now. We're still in the world where there's a uh, right where there's a middleman. So the owner, the owner says to the middleman, "I'll pay three. And He says to them that uh, that will pay four. Um, okay, and then right. So that's going to be the pshita, and the ella is going to be ella Okay, so the right. So the pshita is going to be in a case where the where the shliach overpromises, and the um, and the ending is going to be where the shliach underpromises. So if we go back to the structure of the sugya, right. So that's the movement uh, that we made uh, that we made within the okimtas, right. The first three okimtas said that we're dealing with a case. Um, where the bala, right, it's the reverse, right? The first three Okimtas dealt with the case where the Balabayas said three and the middleman said four. The last, the fourth Okimta said the Balabayas said four and uh, and, the, and the middleman says three. So now we move to a sugya where the, right, where it's Pshita if it's three and then four. And, but if the Balabayas overpromises, then there's a, then there's a question. Okay. So here's, so we're in the, so right now in the Pshita part of it, we're in the, the kind of Okimta where the Balabayas said three and the, and the agent overpromises. Okay, but now we get the line. The Amrile and right, so now for the, the the here's an ambiguity that is left out of the all the Okimtas we had. All the Okimtas we had take it as a given that the workers um, assent to be hired in accordance with what the middle person told them. Right? That's and then the question is, right, right, what um what's Right, what would they have done had they known that the middleman right had promised right had been told more, uh, something like that? But now we have we introduce them responding ambiguously. The, right, they say Kimosha Amar Balabayas. They respond by saying, "Yes, we agreed to be hired in accordance with the terms set by the person whom you are presenting, as right apparently as opposed to your own terms, even though they know nothing about those original terms." So now the question is, when they say that. Do they mean to in any way qualify their acceptance of the agent's terms? Why would they say something like this? So the language of the Gemara is, and they say, So seems to mean their intention is to say, whichever is higher. So they're hedging their bets. They know there's a possibility that the agent is being deceptive, and they're saying, we agree to be hired. In accordance with whichever of the higher number is between you and the uh, between between you and the bal- and the balabayas. All right. So here's Rashi's going to explain that in depth, and you'll see if you find it a um, if you find it a compelling explanation of the words. So Rashi says the really means afal pish amrulo. Right. So even though right. So even if the um, even if, right. So this is a case. Remember where the where the balabayas underpromised. So when they say kemoshamar balabayas. We might think, okay, then they have no taromit at all, because after all, right? Because they didn't accept the agent's terms. Here's Rashi says, Even though their language to the middle person is, we accept the contract offered by the by your employer. 
when they say that they don't intend to take any risk that they'll get paid less than the middle person says, El Hosif, all they're trying to do is to hedge their bets for the, in, in case he is um, right, in case he is giving them less than the owner was willing to pay and said so. The Kach Amru, what they really say is, We believe you that the owner um, that the owner said this. Um, unless the right, unless the owner said less, right? That's really a very, a very complicated middle ground. The Kevin Chabalabayas Puches, but now since it turns out that the Balabayas actually paid less than the middle person, hi So the middle person said, "Your schar is on me." me So then, they accepted his terms. So he should right. So he should um, pay them. Uh, what he promised, which is what the Gemara says in the case of Schar Chemelai, and then one of the earlier Kimtas. The Amar Schar Balabayis, Yesh Lem Taromet Alav. But if he said Schar Balabayis, so then they have a Taromet against the agent. He is not liable because they have no direct um, contract um, contract with him. Um, but the, um, but the, because he never, right, but because he didn't say Schar um, but he, um, overpromised them. Okay, it's very complicated. It's a very complicated Okimta. And so really it's hard to figure out like why this is so pshita. Uh, right? Maybe uh, maybe right maybe in a case like this we should say that uh, when they say Kemosha uh there's no tarom at all because they accepted the possibility that the Balabayas is um, is paying less. Um, right, so maybe it's not obvious that there's a taromit. Maybe in the reverse case, um, when he says Alai, he still shouldn't have to pay because they said Kemashamar al So it's a very interesting uh, question as to why the Gemara seems to take this case as um, Pshita. Okay, what also you should get is there is something missing here, right, which is a key factor that, um, that was mentioned in one of the Okimtas in the Gemara, which is no one tells us what the Shar is, right, how much is their work worth? And that should also affect things, but Rashi doesn't mention it at all. Okay, so Gemara says that's pshita, though, right? Pshita is right. What seems to be pshita is that when workers make a statement that is a fudge, right? They say we accept your offer uh, in the terms offered by the balabayas. We are going to give the workers their fudge, and right, and we say that they re- what they really mean at, uh, is whichever is higher. However, since the balabayas can't be bound by his middleman's promise, so they end up either with the money or a um, or a taromit. Okay. However, If the owner says four, then he goes and says to them three. And they say, okay, we accept the contract offered by the owner. My. So what happens then? Okay, so here the Gemara says, right? Which Rashi says, are they relying on the Word of the worker kasamchi, right? Dehachi amrle, and what they're saying to him is mehim naslan dehachi amr balabayis. We believe you that the owner said this. Veleslu elatlasa v'taromet al timatov. So in that case, all they have is uh, right since the, uh, is three, because they're right. They believe the owner when he said they believe the middleman when he says the owner offered um, only three. Okay, so this is a little odd because um, we said pshita above that that tayu ayiluya that when uh, that their intention is for the higher amount. So why don't we say here that it's obvious that their intention is for the higher amount? And even though they say right, why don't we say that okay, 
that read that uh, so because they said let's say that they intend specifically the way the balabaya said it right it says that that really sounds more pshita but Gibara says no this is a shaila are they relying on the worker and they're saying to him we believe you that the balabayas only said three and therefore so we have a suburb of a key bell about tlasa and Rashi says, and they also have the Taromit of Altimnatov. So remember, there was a Havamin and Maskana about that. Uh, so Rashi here thinks that this Pshita lines up with the Maskana of the last Okimta. And our question, I'll call you in a minute, Arya, thank you. Um, and the, our question is, why is Rashi doing this? Is he doing this just because he thinks that's Pashipshat in the uh, Pashipshat in the Gemara? Um, that there was just a Havamin and Maskana, we go with the Maskana? Or is there something about this Pshita that depends on uh, on on ruling that way. So do we rely? Do they rely on the on the middleman, and therefore we say Savar Vikibel, and they only get three, although they, Rashi says they still have a Taromet. Odilma lav lav They don't really believe the middleman. No, we just say we believe you that the owner intended to hire us, and we will take the salary that he offered again. Somehow, unless it's lower than the salary you're offering, below bill, the shakli arba, and therefore they get four. All right. So something that the first line, of the, the first part of the Gemara seems to say that it's pashut that when workers say to a middleman kimoshem or balabayis, what they mean is whichever is higher. But the second half says no, we actually don't know what they mean. It might mean that what it might mean we believe you that's what he said, or it might mean we don't believe you that's what he said, and we'll take what he said. Okay. Yes, Arye. Sorry, having trouble with my mute. But it, so, according to the first reading, where what they're saying is, we believe you that that's what he said, then um, wouldn't that imply that in this case it should be, and I'm, I'm losing the words, but whatever the, um, the analog of Mechachtot is, right, that it's a fraud? Because there, meaning there is no suburb of trouble because, you know, they are agreeing to something based on alive so that is also a great question right you know when they say behemoth lost the hachiyamar balabayas um so they're right so they're not they're not actually accepting the right they're accepting the contract on false pretenses so why isn't that fraud that's a really good question um rashi doesn't address it right because we should say is there's no contract and therefore they get paid whatever their work is worth and yet right throughout this uh, throughout um this okay this gemara so far as i can tell Nobody ever mentions the question of what the shar of the labor is. That's a great question. I do not, at least, currently have a great have a good answer. Um, okay. Other questions? Okay. So let's go back to the um, let's go back to the gemara. So now the gemara responds, and this is going to be right. This is something that doesn't exist in the structure at all. This is right. This is outside of structure. Gemara responds by drawing an analogy to a to a, to a different area of law, um, right? um, and the analogy the Gemara, the, the Gemara draws is to the area of Gittin. And let's let's watch how it plays out. So Tashma. So the Gemara first begins by saying Hachi, Rashi begins by saying Hachi Garcinan. All right, Hachi Garcinan means that Rashi had um, either he had two manuscripts in front of him and he's choosing one, or he thinks that the manuscript in front of him is in error and so he's amending. Um, the problem is that we don't have um, Rashi's manuscript, 
the only um, existing complete manuscript of Shas, uh, at least medieval manuscript, uh, which is Xavier Munich 95, is often preserves readings that seem to be the reading that Rashi had. In this case, does not, so far as I can tell. Um, so I honestly don't know what the alternative was uh, in front of Rashi, right? All Rashi says is this is the Girsa. Uh, sometimes he says, Lo Garcinan X, Ella Garcinan Y, but here it just says Hachi Garcinan. Um, and aside from the issue that often uh, it probably printers uh, or copyists corrected Rashi, whatever Rashi said, Hachi Garcinan, to whatever the text in front of them was. Um, but in this case, I simply don't know of any alternative, nor do I know how far the Hachi Garcinan goes um, in Rashi, right? You'll see. So I broke up the Gemara, but it might make sense to um, take a look at where this appears in the Gemara itself, um, right? So where it appears in the Gemara itself, Rashi says, um, here we are. Here, Hachi Garcinan, Haveli Giti, Vishtech, right? So we really have no idea how how much of the Rash, of the Gemara in front of him Rashi changed. Um, you can you can postulate what the text in front of him might have been, but it's purely hypothesized, but it's purely a guess. But here's how Rashi understands the text that we're going to have to assume. Um, we're going to assume that he changes it to our text, and here's how Rashi explains that text. Haveli Giti. Okay, so uh, a woman says, right, a woman says to some person, bring me my get from my husband, right? So here again, right, so we have three three characters immediately. We have the husband, we have the wife, and we have the middle person, and that should that should set you up immediately, right? The other three people in our case, um, in the question above, and in right, in the Okimta's the Gemara right now, if there's an employer, there's an employee, and there's a middle person. Um, so the question we have to figure out, though, is, are the roles parallel? And figure out right who right who is parallel to whom? So Chayisha Shamra Lechad, woman says to a person, Im Timsaid Bali, should you find my uh, husband somewhere? Emorlo she shlachli akiti biadcha, right? Tell uh, right, um, tell him that he should send me, uh, he should send me my get in your hands. The teasesh lucho shel Bali legarsheni kishemagia get liadi. So Aveli Giti means bring me my get. And I will be divorced when the get gets to my hand, um, right? Meaning that I'm not asking you to serve as my agent to receive the get. I'm asking you to serve as my husband, my husband's agents to bring me the get. V'ishdech amra hitkabel ligiti. But when but when the middle person gets to the husband, what he says to him is, "Your wife said that I should receive the get for her." Okay, so now it gets tricky because we would have thought that the agent is the middle person, but it turns out that the agent is not the middle person uh, in the analogy to the case in Bavmetsia, because the agent is not the the agent here. Um, well, actually, no. So maybe he is the middle person, right? Because the agent here is the one who makes the shift. Okay, right. So let's say right the agent, the woman is the original uh, employer. And she gives him instructions. The instructions are, right, it's tricky. The instructions are become my husband's agent. He goes to the husband and says, she said that I was supposed to become your agent and accept the get for on her behalf, which would mean that she becomes divorced at the moment that he receives the get. At least that is the, that is the simplest understanding. There is a... Um, yeah, that's the simplest understanding. Now, that's actually it's true in this case. There's one 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 issue that complicates it in the case of Schuss, but for our purposes, yes. All right, so he tells the husband when right as soon as you give me the get, 
she will be divorced. Please give me the get on her behalf. But actually, the, the woman did not say that. What she said was, um, please bring me my get, and I'll be divorced when you bring it to me. Now the husband says, Okay, so now it's clear. So the husband, who is in the position parallel to the employees, the husband says, take the get the way she said. Now what does the, mean, the husband mean by the way she said? Does he mean the way you said she said? Uh, or does he mean the uh, the way she actually said? So Amar Nachman Okay, so um, Rav Nachman says, uh, comes out with something parallel to the solution that I think um, Aryeh wanted. What he says is, in such a case, even if he, right, he takes the get, he brings it to her, she is not divorced at all. Why is she not divorced? So he says, premise. The shliach lehalacha ala baal lasot. Right, the, woman, the, the woman cannot make the, the man her husband's agent. All he can, she can say is, I'm asking you as a favor to go to my husband and become his agent. So she cannot make him a shliach lehalacha. Uh, and so therefore the shliach lehalacha um, can only be um, she can only be divorced when she actually receives the get. But the husband can't t- turn somebody into the wife's agent. Only the wife can do that. Right? Only she can make uh, this person her agent. And if she does that, so then she's divorced as soon as the get reaches her agent. Um, so therefore, when Rav Nachman says, um, So what's going on? So Gemara says, so what must be happening to reach this conclusion that she's not divorced ever uh, as a, on the basis of this agency is that the husband is relying on the agent, um, right, the, agent the, the, the agent who said um, she made me a shleach and that's why and that's why she's not divorced at all. Why? What he's saying to the agent is to the middle, what he's saying to the middle person is, I believe you that my wife made you a shliach lekabalah. And therefore, he never make, right, He never turns him into his own agent. He gives him the get in the belief that this he's giving, handing the get to his wife's agent. Hilchach ein kan shlichus. Right? Therefore, there's, right, therefore um, she's not a, there's no shlichus here because he never made this middleman a shliach lehalacha. And she can't make him a shliach lolacha, and she didn't make him a shliach lekabalah. She didn't make him a shliach lolacha. But the baal gave it to him as, as an agent, which he is not. And he can't do that. Okay, so the result is, uh, the result is that she's not megureshet because the husband doesn't make him an agent, and the wife did not make him this kind of agent. Uh, right, but that only works if he if if when he says to the agent Kimash Amrahi, what he means is I believe you, right? Like the middleman say, like like the the worker is saying to the middleman, we believe you that that's what the um, that that's what the uh, what the owner said, which should yield Arya's result. That um, right in our case also, there's no contract. The isakadatach the dibur because if you think that. Um, what the husband really means is, I'm giving it to you in whatever role my wife gave to you. And he's not believing the shliach about what the wife said. 
but he really means accept this in whatever capacity my wife asked you to accept it. So in that case, he did make the shliach and he has the right to make a shliach And therefore, when the get actually reaches her hands, she should in fact, um, she should in fact be um, be divorced. Okay. She's making the guy shliach or shouldn't it be that um, since he's that it's the the wife's shlichut which is being, um, you know, being no, because the, the wife cannot make somebody a shliach l'halacha. Only the husband can make a shliach l'halacha. Right? Sorry, really? I, I'm, 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 right, I'm getting confused about the word l'halacha. But, right, um, right. The case is tricky because really it doesn't matter what the, it doesn't matter what the wife said at all. In this, right, if the wife says to somebody, "Be my shliach l'halacha," she might as well have said nothing. He can just go to the husband on his own and say, "I would like to be a shliach lolacha." The wife's right. The wife's statement is irrelevant. Right. So I guess I'm asking, why is by saying that he's relying on the wife's words? Why is it saying that he's making the shliach shliach lolacha and not that he's saying, like the wife said, "You're shliach Kabbalah? Well. Sorry, no, no, the wife did say shliach. Right, the wife did say shliach halacha. Right, getting too confused. Yeah, got it. But that has no. Again, that's just that's just it. Just happens. She said that, right? So that's just a way of knowing what he meant, right? Her her words have no legal effect. All they all it means is that right when he says what she said. So if that's what she said, then that right that's what he means. Okay, so that's our argument, Uh, right? Yes. Uh, so effectively, he, he the, the the Baal is making this middle person uh, his shaliach without realizing that that's his shaliach, right? Well, he has to realize it, right? Because the only way that the woman can be divorced by the delivery of a get, uh, right from the right by the delivery of a get by an agent, right, is if the husband made made that agent, right? She cannot make an agent to bring her the get. She can only make an agent to accept the get. Effectively, it m- must be the case that this middleman is now the husband's agent. Yes. And he and he's saying, well, uh, 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 as my wife said, that's that's construed as him uh, effectively appointing this person as an agent. That's correct. Okay. Um, right. That's 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 absolutely correct. Okay, so now what we'd have to do, right, to really to really understand this um, this sugya, right? So we have to say is, um, right, at this point, right, this point in the Gemara, what should be happening is, we should have proven from the um, from Rav Nachman's position, adibur didei we should have proven that the same is true in the uh, the same is true in the case of the Ella. Right, remember, our whole purpose here is to right is to ask what happens in this Ella case, right? If the if the um, if the owner if the owner if the owner says four and the middleman says three, and they say Kemosha Marble Bias, are they relying on the agent and therefore it's suffer a key bill that it's three, or are they uh, or are they doing this specifically to say no, we want what the owner said and therefore they can, uh, right? And therefore they should have they should be able to claim four. So let's play the analogy right now would be. Well, since we've now shown that the uh, the husband is actually um, the husband is actually relying on what the wife said, 
uh, right? Because she's in a Megureshet. So just like the husband is relying on what the wife said and not what the agent says, so therefore the workers too must be relying on what the owners um, on what the owner said and not what the um, the agent said. And therefore, in our case right now, we should end up saying that the workers get four. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm confused. Yes. I thought, um, in the case of the of the get, we yeah. say. That um, Am I backwards? That they, yeah, I, I got yeah, it backwards again. Okay, yeah. thank you. My fault, right? We say that, right? He must be relying on his statement. Sorry, my fault. Yes, backwards, right? So therefore, thank you. That's better, right? So we we said this because she's not a Therefore, we must be relying on his statement because the wife actually said shliachalalacha. Thank you. Okay, right. Reset. So uh, right. So we in, from this case it emerges right because she's not divorced. It emerges that sorry that. The husband is relying on the agent and not on the wife, and there so too the workers must be relying on the agent and not the employer. And therefore, sorry, thank you. And therefore, in the case of the Ella, they should end up with three and a taromit and not with four. Um, right. So we have really we have another case. Right. What we really have here is another okimta of on the Mishnah. Right. Where is there a case where there be a taromit? So the case where there be a taromit is if the owner says four. And uh, right, and the agents and the agent says three, and they respond by saying um, about bias. Um, okay, all right, Kimashab Balabayas. Right, so right, because right now we're on the assumption that right that when even if you say right, even if you say to an agent, the way that your principal said it, actually what you right what you really what you really mean to say is I believe you that that's what your um, I believe you that that's what your um, what your principal said. Um, okay, but now, but the, but now, no, but then, yeah. but if you have more of the case, then yeah. like you were saying, the analogy would be that the Gemara is therefore saying that there is no contract. So that is the case, right? So the Gemara should be saying that in such a case, there is no contract and they should end up, right? So we have to assume in that case that the Shar is three because they end up with three, right? Okay, good. I, I think I agree. That's another right. That intensifies the question, right? If the outcome of the Gemara is that there is no contract, um, then right, then right, then what they get should depend on what the shar is, and so we should right, we should have an explicit statement in at least in Rashi as to what the shar is, and we don't. So that is a flaw in the Gemara as we have it right now. I, I would argue that I mean we, I, the only thing we're bringing from this Tashma from this Raisa is is where is what does the you know the the, the husband slash you know employees do they when they say Kumosha Amra Kumosha you know what what do they mean right. we, don't, we don't need to look at the, the actual result I mean the, the result of you know the the bottom line for the case of the get is has 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 stuff which is specific to get in that's not really relevant for the case we're bringing it for. Okay, so you want to argue that, so that e- that in this case, she ends up not megureshet, but in the case of the workers, what is really happening, right, is we right is that um, so they say kimasha amar balabayis, but they really mean is what you said, and they can, and as opposed to the Gittin case where the middle person has no capacity on his own to create agency, right, he can only be the agent of somebody else. Um, here, the middleman has discretion uh, because really, 
so long as he doesn't commit to more than the owner said, he has the right. He has the authority to function as the owner's agent for employment. So there's a, right. So there's a difference between the get case where the agent has no discretion at all. Um, right. He has to do either what the wife said or what the owner, employer said, and here where the agent has a certain amount of discretion. Is that the point you're making? Right. And also here in the case of get, you need a you need like a formal chaliach. In the case of this, this employment agreement, you, you don't necessarily as long as the employees agree to some terms, even if it's not the terms that the original owner said, you know, that's that's a binding contract, I guess you'd say, for employment. Um, yeah, I think that we could say that. We could say it doesn't require formal agency. Good. Okay, I, I am open to all these flaws. You'll see. Uh, I'm open to all these flaws, but I want to finish the... Yes? Yeah. Yes, I, I want to just finish the overall structure and then and then go back and review right, cause it, um, and review the whole the whole structure and come try to come up with a thesis about the whole thing and see if you buy it. Okay, but just a, a one note that we're not dealing with a Bryce that we're dealing with with a memra, right? Because right, it's uh, Tashma can introduce any kind of text, and uh, right, this is Rav Nachman Baraba Baravu Amarav, so we're in the Amoraic period, and the response is right, Amaravashi, um, right? So we should be aware that Amaravashi is a direct response to. Uh, to Rav Nachman Amar Rabbi Avua, so we have to try and figure out the um, uh, figure out the structure of the whole Gemara because when it says Tashma, um, so it's unlikely that Rav Ashi is responding to the anonymous Tashma. Right, what's really happening is that there is a, right there is a memra which gives you a case, and then Rav Nachman derives something from that case. There's interjection by the um, by 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 the Gemara to explain what Rav Nachman's logic was, and that interjection. Uh, is intended is intended um, is then um, leads into Ravashi's rejection of it, right? So really, I guess if I were uh, if I were consistent with my own thing, I think I should probably do this. Um, I should probably move, I should probably move everything in. So it's like this, um, at least because really, right? This is right from um, from Rav Nachman to Rav, Rav, Ravashi is responding directly to Rav Nachman and not responding to the um, to the Gemara's explanation. Explanation of Rav Nachman. Uh, I'm having trouble doing this here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Here, yeah. Okay. Let's let's make it clear that way. Okay. So now Ravashi comes along and says, "Amar Ravashi, hachi hashta. What? Right? You are right. You Rav Nachman are using. Uh, sorry. Actually, you the Gemara. Actually, now so I'm not really clear now. Hmm. Who said this? This must be the Gemara. Right? Shama mina." Right, Rav Nachman makes a statement. The Gemara makes this derivation. No, my fault. Okay, let's. My fault. Let's assume that Ravashi is responding to that derivation to whoever brought the Tashma. I have to work it out. Okay, my fault. Am Ravashi, Achi Hashta. Let's. What are you talking about? Bishlama i itmar ifcha. If right, if something about your raya had been um, had been quoted had been backwards, right, in, had been reversed, um, and then he explains to you what would be reversed. The reverse would be. Right, our original case is that the wife says Havelegiti and the agent says Hitkabeligiti. What if the other way around? What if the wife says Hitkabeligiti and the and the and the agent says Havelegiti? Right? So we're gonna reverse right as opposed to the the wife saying be a shliach and the agent coming up and saying she said be an be an agent be an agent um the Kabbalah. Suppose he says the wife may be an agent of the Kabbalah, which is in her power to do. 
And the husband, um, but he comes to the husband and says, "My wife, the wife said, make me a shliach lolacha, which the wife doesn't have the power to do. And the husband says, hey, look, kimash amra. Okay, so now we reverse it. And now Rashi says, v'kilomar, and about that, shamat l'rav nachman amra megureshet. And if, right, so both things have to be reversed. Both the re, both the, um, what the wife actually said as opposed to what the agent says, right? So we reverse that role. I reverse the outcome, right? Okay, so Ravashi says, if you had multiplied this entire Memra, sorry, if we, had, if we multiply this entire Memra by minus one, and, right, so we reverse the, we reverse what, it, what the, um, what the wife and agent say, and we reverse Rav Nachman's response. The only thing we hold constant is that the, um, is that the husband says, Helech Kemosh Amra. So Ravashi says, if you had reversed it, um, then you could learn something about what the intent of the husband is when he says, Helech Kemosh Amra. But Ravashi is going to argue, in the case as we have it, you can't learn anything about what the husband's intent is. So why is that? So here he goes. Okay, so if, we, if it had been reversed, um, right, then you could have derived from the, the continuation of the husband's words, Shayomar Bagad Aget Liado O Liada to the Havi Gerishin O Adibur Didas Samech O Adibur Didas Samech O Adibur Didas Samech. So this is very tricky, right? So the um, right. So he says if the if the husband just said Halef Kemash Amra, so we wouldn't know what the husband meant. But if the husband says Halef Kemash Amra and she'll be divorced when the get gets to her hand, so then we know that she's not divorced until the get gets to her hand in the husband's mind, and therefore the husband must be making a shliach lolacha. But if the husband says, hey, let kemosh amra, and let her be divorced as soon as you touch the get, so then we know that the husband, um, that the husband is relying, is, um, rely, is relying on, a, on the claim that she, that the wife made him a shliach lolacha. So in that case, right, you couldn't get it out of just the word megureshet, you couldn't get it out of, out of the words of the Gemara at all, but if you just plug in uh, after Helech Kemosh Amra, if you plug in a dot, 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 right, in which he says, either Bagas get Liadot, or Bagas get Liadot, Migureshet, so then you could derive from whichever way he said it, that's what he means. Ketzad, right? So, right, the Amar of Nachman, Amar Rabbi Avu, Amar Rav, Mishiagia get Liadot, the Shliach Migureshet, so if he said, so if the husband said that she's divorced as soon as the agent gets it, then we could learn that he's relying on her. I mean, he doesn't believe the agent, and he's giving it to him as a shleach kabbalah, as the wife said it. And the Baal Atzmo Girish, and the husband himself, is acting as the divorcer and not giving that power over to an agent. or alternatively, but if the husband said, take it the way she said it, and when she right, and when she gets the get, she's divorced. and not when the agent gets it. Then we know he's relying on the agent. And he's saying, "I believe you that that's what um, that's what she said, um, as opposed to relying on what she actually said." Okay, but now Rashi throws in one key thing. But what what about what is the shliach doing? So Rashi says, hang on a sec. 
The wife made said, "Go be my right." The wife in this in this scenario said, "He'd be my, um, be my be my agent to accept the get." And the husband says, "Be my agent to deliver the get." Well, how do we know that, that the agent in, the agent accepts the husband's intention? Um, right, because the the agent the agent said to the husband, "Sorry, yes, sorry, you said that when she says Havali Giti, she's saying be." My agent to accept the get. No, but that's, that's be my agent to deliver the get. No, no, Giti means be his, be his not agent. My agent, be his agent. Right. Okay, I think that's not what you said. Okay, I apologize. I got it backwards. Um, this is uh sloppy of me. Okay, so the right, so the Rashi says in order for this to work, um, right, the right since she really said to him Giti, the agent has to, the when the husband said when the husband says Kimash Amrahi. Um, right, really meaning that I believe you that she said, "Please be my shliach laolacha." The agent, the agent says, "Yeah, you know what? I agree to be your shliach laolacha, even though he knows in his head that's not what she asked him to do." So Ravashi says, "If the if the scenario had been set up that way, right? There's an amazing number of like of, of reverses here. If the scenario had been set up that way, that she had said, "Please, um, please be my agent um, to accept the gift." But but the agent says to the husband, no, she asked me to be your agent, and the husband says, okay, right, whatever she said. Then we would know from whether when from the husband's continuation, whatever she said, and she's divorced as soon as you get the get. Well, then he must be relying on what the wife said, um, what what she said, and she's divorced as soon as she gets to get. She must be relying on what the agent said. That would be great. But now we're still in Ravashi. Ela Hassam, But in the case you gave me. Where right, where everything right, the case before we multiply by minus one, where right, so we're, we're so we're back to our scenario, um, in which the, um, in which, right, in this case where the wife says, be my shliach lekabala, sorry, and he and he, uh, sorry, where the where the wife says be his shliach leholacha, and the agent claims that she said be my shliach lekabala, so in that scenario, um, where and where in the end. Rav Nachman said, the Shammat laid the Amar any Magresha. Rav Nachman said, she's not divorced at all. Ein lecha lilmod me Rav Nachman the dibur the day samach. You can't derive anything from Nachman that um, saying that the husband is relying on the agent as opposed to the original statement of the wife. Ve'en kan shlichus kedamarta. And you can't say there's no that there's no shlichus at all the way you tried to set it up. Dinami amrina da dibur adida samach. Because even if you were to say that when the husband says "Helakimash Amra," what he really means is, "Do what she said." Uh, the reason that she would be the reason that she is not divorced um, is right, and there's no shliachos is not going to be what you said about his reliance. Why? The reason in that case that she's not divorced is because the agent completely undid his agency. So let's let's follow right the Amrle, because the agent says to the husband, "I am a shliach lekabala," meaning, if she lahayasod, I'm only willing to be a shliach lekabala. Shelo itrach Right. So the wife said, "Please be his agent and bring me back the get." But the agent says, "She said, be my agent to accept the get." Why would the agent say that? Why wouldn't the agent say it the way that she originally um, meant it? It must be 
that the agent is not willing to bring her back to get. That's too much trouble. He was going to where the husband was anyway, say. So he's willing to take the get from the husband to divorce her. But he is not willing to fulfill her original mission, which is bring the get back to me. And therefore, even though the husband says bring her the get, the shliach never accepts the agency. Because he said, he said, I'm only a shliach le Kabbalah. And, that, right, and, the, and, the, and when the Baal says what she said, he interprets that to mean what I said she said, even if the husband meant uh, right, what she really said. Okay, an amazingly tangled, uh, tangled web once we start deceiving. Right, so the Avashliach uh, Lehalacha, Efshilasa, right, but the, the, the agent says, I have no willingness to become a Shliach Lehalacha, therefore, Hilchach, Afilu Nimlach Vihigia even if he changes his mind and in fact brings the get to the wife, he is not actually an agent for the, to be able to divorce. Because at the moment he accepted the get, he did not accept it as the he did not accept it as the uh, as the husband's agent. So that's an amazing that's an amazing flip. Um, okay, and then Rashi comes along and Rashi says. Um, Actually, so let's before well, before we get Rashi, let's try and set it up again. Okay, so at the end of the day, right, Ravashi says there's no proof from this case in Gittin at all about what happens when a um, when an agent says to some right, an agent uh, presents his agency to a third party differently than it was originally given, and the third party says what your principal said. You can't prove from the actual case we have whether the third party is relying on the agent's presentation or on the principal's presentation, because there's an intermediate case in the in the realm of Gittin, which is that maybe the agent changed uh, the agent changed his position because um, because he had some kind of external incentive. And when the third party tries to change the agent's role back, the agent does not accept that role and is not the um, and is not the agent of the owner at all. Okay, so now we could ask the question, as um, right as um, I forget what that Alicia or Ari asked earlier, is there really an analogy then between the um, between the case of Gittin and the case of uh, and the case of employment? Because it might be that in the case of Gittin, we require this specific phenomenon of ex- right, that when you accept the get, the physical object of the get, you have to accept it for the sake of divorce. Right? That's a special law in the realm of divorce. That doesn't tell me anything about the uh, doesn't tell me anything about the realm of employment at all. So maybe the whole attempt to bring evidence right, uh, from uh, Gittin to employment um, is a failure. Uh, because the incentive structures for the agent um, for the agent is different, and we could look at it right. Uh, sorry, well, sorry. We just said because the because um, the technicalities of the agency are different, but we could also look at it and say that the incentive structures are different, because in the case of the get, the um, the incentive structure is: do I have to bother bringing the get back to the wife or not? Um, but in the case of the employment, the incentive structure doesn't really change, because the agent has the same job, right? The the issue is only whether the employee whether the employees get more or not, right? So, the, so what changes is the incentives for the employee, not the incentives for the 
for the middleman. And the truth is, in the get case, we don't know whether the wife prefers to be divorced immediately or to only be divorced when the get gets to her hands. So we don't know what the um, incentive structure of the original of the original figure is either. Nor do we know what the incentive structure is for the husband. Does he want, right? Would he rather the wife be divorced immediately or be divorced later? So um, right. So really, we have two ways of completely of breaking the analogy. One is to claim that Gittin, the laws of agency in the realm of Gittin are unique. Um, and the other is to claim that the incentive structures are different. Um, and we could claim that who says that uh, reliance, right, just psychologically, who says that the structure of reliance is universal? That when agents, you know, that when somebody comes and presents themselves as an agent of a, of a, third, of a third party, and you say what your principal said. Who says you mean necessarily the same thing in the realm of um, in the realm of money as, as you do in the um, in the realm of Gittin? Now Rashi tries to line it up. So Rashi says Vikasha, right? So this is like Rashi having a Tosfos moment, right? We read the sugya, and now, right, and we realize that the sugya doesn't tie together neatly. Vikasha, we say, but we said the reverse above, right? The Hiamra, his kabel. If she says, "Be my agent to accept." And he says to the husband, your wife said to be my agent to bring it. And he says, Hey, Amra. So in that case also, the right, the agent, right, why don't we say the agent undid his uh, his initial agency? So the answer is no. We don't we don't think that agents um, undo their agency to do when they try to do less work. We only think that agents undo their agency when they do more work. So right, that's a specific incentive structure for that kind of agent, which has nothing whatsoever to do. With the incentive structure for um, for the money case, so here's what I'm going to propose as a really uh, as a really radical um, notion, and uh, you can decide if you buy it or not. Um, let's suppose that you took out the whole beginning of the sugya, and you just presented the sugya as starting from Tashma. So what would the sugya be about? The sugi would be about an, an internal Gittin question. Right? What happens? Right? What happens in the realm of Gittin if an agent if an agent says something different than um, something different than the um, than the original than the, than the than the principal said? In the realm of Gittin, do we say that we rely on the original sender, or do we say that we rely on the agent? So, um, right. So we try to prove from the statement of Nachman that in the realm of Gittin. We rely on the statement of the agent, and then Ravashi comes along and says, "No, in the realm of Gittin, we right. You can't prove right. This case doesn't prove anything at all. If we just look at the dialogue of the Gemara without the Tashma, the dialogue of the Gemara is perfectly coherent, um, but it has no relationship to employment. And the truth is that um, the analogy to employment is weak because um, right because there are special halachos in the realm of divorce." And there are uh, also um, competing, uh, differing incentive structures, and the Gemara never mentions any of those. Um, so what one could theoretically say is that the purpose of this pshita is really just to introduce um, the right. It's a way of introducing another okimta, right, which we talked about, right? As the okimta, there's another, there's another case of taromet uh, that was left out of the um, of the Gemara's initial structure, and um, there's a factor in all the cases that um, that we left out, which is when there's a gap between a um, between an a, a principal and an agent, right? Um, what what is the third party's reliance on? So it could be that right. Actually, that, that the the analogy isn't intended to be tight, 
and this is just a, uh, a this is just a complicated way of introducing an Okimta that was left out of the uh, original sugya um, by incorporating uh, inc- right really but just by adding the pshita the pshita ella um, to the tashma sugya and that would also explain why the pshita isn't so pshita. Okay, yes, okay. radical notion. Why, why wouldn't yeah. you just have the pshita ella and like what's the whole tashma doing in the end? Um, so the Tashma, right, is a, is a, in this theory, the Tashma is already, it's a pre-existing sugya that already raises this, it illustrates the issue. Um, and leaves it unresolved. So, right, so, right, so it's just, right, it's a way of, it's a way of, of, um, legitimating the issue. Right, because we already have both sides of it presented in the sugya. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Next week we'll plan to be back in person. Um, Amen. And I'll uh, encourage everyone who's able to join me for uh, Mario at the show in uh, uh, one minute. <laughs> Thank you. Lalito. Lalito.